All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the of my weekly uh, live market update. Every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go over the latest um, news related to the real estate market uh, that is happening mostly in the Bay Area, but also happening uh, that I find interesting on a national, if not sometimes global level. Uh, we got a lot to cover today. A lot of things have changed, um, good and bad. So let's just jump right into it. All right. The first thing I wanted to cover is related to uh, the concept of forbearance. So if people don't are not familiar with what a forbearance is, forbearance is a program that was um, implemented not too long ago that gave homeowners the ability to not have to pay and delay their mortgage payments. This came into effect sometime in, I believe, early March when uh, things were starting to get a lot worse uh, because of the shutdown and the lockdown in place across uh, the country. Uh, and there was a lot of unknowns because this is not a, um, a formal procedure. Just, this is a, one of the first times they're doing it, especially at such a large scale. And so what's important to understand that is you want to confirm this with your specific bank. Not all banks will have the same effect. However, it's good news that Fannie and Freddie um, the largest government agencies from a mortgage perspective had mentioned that uh, homeowners will not be required to owe a lump sum. So some people had concerns where, let's say you delayed your mortgage payment for three months. Does that mean on the fourth month you're paying it all up front uh, or all together, which would have been a really big challenge, uh, especially because they needed the forbearance to begin with. But based off of what they have shared, you want to confirm it with your current lender. However, for the most part, it may either be tacked on to the end of your uh, term, or there may be a program where you pay part of uh, the amount that you owed in the past along with your current payment. So you want to check in, but it's good news that it's not all uh, due at a lump uh, at the end. Uh, otherwise, this would have been uh, a temporary Band-Aid where if you were able to get forbearance for three months and now you're having to pay four months of mortgage payments at once, it would have caused a lot of problems. So good news for homeowners out there across the country. Now, uh, next thing related to mortgage activity. So in terms of rates, as I had suggested and mentioned, rates will continue to drop, although uh, very slowly. And there are several reasons for this, as I have brought up last time. A, common, a combination of things are happening where as rates drop, the people that are existing homeowners would consider to refinance, uh, especially if it makes sense for them to do so. So from the bank's perspective, they need to limit either on the purchase side or on the refinance side, their business model. So for the most part, many banks have tightened their credit standards. However, make no mistake, there are plenty of options still available out there. I'm going to also show you an example where uh, non-qualified mortgages are now coming back into play. And I'll tell you what, what that means and what, what is a non-QM to begin with. But as the rates go down, more and more refinances occur. And because of that, the banks still have the same amount of capacity and they can only take on so much of a load. So a lot of the bigger banks were Chase, uh, Wells Fargo, they had reduced the 
uh, purchase uh, volume by increasing rates or by uh, creating higher standards. At the same time, uh, they are expecting the significant volume of refinances that are expected to occur. So it's more of a repositioning than one having more fear over another. And it's also important that for the most part, you can only refinance if you still have a, a job. So if you're thinking about refinances and you feel like this is a good time, it may make sense to do so right now, because if you lose your job for whatever reason, even if it's outside your control and you have plenty of liquidity, it'll make it significantly harder for you to get good rates and also just to be able to do a refinance. So something to consider. If you want any contacts, I'm happy to give you the right intros. Uh, every bank has several different guidelines. So there are certain banks that are very active right now, as in nothing has changed. And there are certain banks that are more restrictive than before. So something to be aware of when it comes to deciding if it makes sense for you to refinance. Purchasing perspective, as you can see, we're still at almost all-time lows. So it's, uh, it's still a very good time from a rate perspective uh, on the purchase side. Now, what does that mean? So non-QMs, for those that are not familiar, stands for non-qualified mortgages. They're not riskier products per se, um, but they're just not standard mortgages that a big bank would offer. So non-QM examples are uh, no income docs. So you can state your income. However, it's not like it was back in 2008. Uh, difference is many of these require 25% or 30% down if you're going to go with that program. So you do have a lot of skin in the game uh, for this. And it's also a lot more beneficial for small business owners like myself and many out there where we're not getting paid a W-2. And so the way we they look at our either tax returns or our bank statements will be different than they would for somebody that's getting a, a, a stable paycheck. So it's something just to be aware of what a non-QM means. Uh, when initially things started to shut down, a lot of them had a pause or left the business for some time. But it's good to see that many of them have already started to come back in basically less than, or sorry, in about a month's time. So it's good news for those. Now, most of these are only available through mortgage brokers. So feel free to reach out to me if you have a need or you're in this kind of position and a mortgage broker would be the best to monitor this because there's so many different products and investors out there and a broker will be the one that, that keeps track of it. So that's what's happening in this non-QM space. They're, they're coming back. Now, what else are, is some interesting news? So many are familiar with the concept of iBuyers and iBuyers is a really interesting um, option for sellers and buyers in certain markets. So what is an iBuyer and what's the value that they claim to bring? So they claim to bring uh, the aspect where you can sell a house basically directly to a company uh, with fairly limited uh, restrictions uh, or uh, going through the traditional real estate uh, journey. Now, this is not available in all areas. It's definitely not available in the Bay Area. And I, I suspect if it ever comes available in the Bay Area, it'll probably be one of the last, mainly because of the price points and also mainly because of the different dynamics of one house versus another. So most of these uh, take place in areas where many of the houses are 
very similar to one another or more cookie cutter styles. So like Phoenix is one of the hottest uh, beds of this iBuyer space. You have several big players there. And at one point, I know there was at least 10% or at most 10% of all transactions was being done by the I, by iBuyers. Now, when things uh, went south uh, from a volume perspective, they all had to restructure and do significant layoffs. Uh, at the, uh, so there, there's a lot of change during that time. However, they're now starting to come back into the market. If you think about an iBuyer and their inventory, they basically will buy the house from the individual and they're going to hold on to this house and then they're going to eventually have to sell it. So they're basically like a high level flipper in a mass scale using lots of bank money. The downside is when things are slower, then their velocity of getting rid of that inventory is significantly less. Never mind if prices do drop in any of these markets, they're buying it at a price and they're now selling it below. So the business model is very interesting. Uh, it's been they've raised billions of dollars, so they they have no shortage of money in the past. However, moving forward is still a challenge because a lot of these companies include like Open Door, which is the largest iBuyer in the space, uh, has raised a lot of money. A lot of money was from SoftBank, and so SoftBank is having significant challenges across their portfolio. And so there's there's some interesting repercussions that will come from that. But it's still an option that is taking precedent in many different markets. Uh, generally, I've seen it between the $150,000 to $500,000 uh, price ranges in those markets. So something interesting where they are gaining confidence, again, to resume activity of buying properties. And of course, they were still selling properties, but it's more on the acquisition side. So what else is the PPP? So initially on the first uh, round of funding, there were uh, just a mad dash. People just didn't know necessarily what to do, what the process was. And um, you know, a lot of people really needed this, this capital. But the good news is this time around, there's still significantly left capital available. I know a lot of uh, my clients and my friends have leveraged the PPP program uh, the second time around. It was significant easier. And just know if you haven't applied for it and if it makes sense for you to do so, there is still plenty of capital uh, left this time around. So that's good news where the second round wasn't depleted. It wasn't for these massive companies. Uh, very good news on that end. Now, there is some uh, unfortunate news. So a lot of the share economy has been greatly impacted uh, over the last week. Um, Airbnb recently had to lay off 25% of the company, 1,900 people. Uh, a lot of them were in the San Francisco Bay Area. Uber had announced layoffs along with Lyft. So there is fantastic quality of talent uh, that is now available for other companies to potentially hire. So if I were a company in those positions where if I was a recruiter in those companies that are hiring, you have a lot of very skilled and wonderful people that unfortunately just had an impact because of the nature of the business model ultimately changing. Um, Brian Chesky, on uh, the CEO of Airbnb, had shared on multiple news outlets the fundamental business model that Airbnb is doing of these short-term rentals will change forever. 
And so they're positioning their business in a different way uh, in terms of how people travel, the experiences, uh, so on and so forth. So they understand like this same model, even if things had a cure, will likely not be the same. And so they have to reposition their strategy and their business model. And of course, Airbnb is the one that has been impacted one of the most out of all industries because of the way that they're set up. Now, for, fortunately for the people at Airbnb, last I recall, they raised uh, at least another $2 billion of capital. So there's plenty of runway for them. I believe they're just playing very ultra conservative in terms of their cash flow and in terms of strategy. But I'm sure they're going to do very well uh, with the people that they have left, which is still, uh, in this case, another 6,000 6, people. So there are some unfortunate news there. Fortunately, a lot of companies that I know are still actively hiring uh, and the uh, economies of many states are starting to slowly open up. I know our phase two opens up today. There's a lot of great uh, changes from the real estate perspective too. On Monday, we are now able to see occupied houses, which was not available for the last six weeks. And so I'll share my feedback on my existing listing momentarily. So that is the news of the week. Now, in terms of market update, this week I plan and I will update the audience related to Santa Clara County. Every week I go over the different counties in the Bay Area uh, between Santa Clara, Alameda, and San Mateo. This time I look at Santa Clara County, see how it's faring uh, week by week, and if I notice any interesting changes. From a per, from a listing new listing perspective, we're about the same level, a little bit lower than it was last week, but higher than most of the other weeks. So we're about 250 new listings in Santa Clara County this week. There is still one more day, which is tomorrow, that's not accounted for. So it may match what it was uh, last week. In terms of uh, ones that are dropping off the market, the number is 17. That's significantly lower than most. So I suspect this number will either stay the same for their own reasons, if not continue to drop. Number of activity, we're still at a pretty healthy amount. We're at 189 that went uh, contingent or pending as of this week, which is basically about 78% of that are going pending versus that are hitting as a new listing. So in terms of giving you the uh, idea of general figures, 81% was what it was pre-shelter in place. Now, keep in mind, we still have one extra day uh, to account for. So there may be offers today and tomorrow that would get accepted. Uh, but I it's, it's about in line with the percentages. So while we have uh, a reduced amount of new listings, we also have a reduced amount of transactions. Now, what does that mean from a price perspective? Let's take a look here. The question I get all the time is what happens from a price perspective? What, what do we see? Prices are continuing to rise. So May is still very early because we're only one week in. I wouldn't take too much uh, emphasis on this just yet, even though it is significantly higher. But if you look at April, Think about the transactions and the journey that people had to go through to buy a home in April. Remember, the, the sold price is typically about 30 to 60 days after a offer is, an ex is accepted. 
And so remember, these are the ones that were accepted basically in uh, early March and mid-March. Mid-March is when the shelter-in-place happened, and during a two-week period, people were not allowed to even go see properties. So it was a really bad situation where there was very limited exposure and very li limited activity. But from a price perspective, you can see that it ended up to be about the same. Um, so how I suspect things to occur given things are starting to open up, my prediction and my guess would be that spring is just delayed. I suspect that things are starting to pick up and things are just pushed back a month versus starting in a March, April timeframe where March was extremely uh, active and then April was significantly slower, but things have started to pick up. I'll give you an example from my listing in San Mateo. Uh, we've had it on the market for several weeks. We believe it's priced very fair. However, there is a tenant in place. So for weeks, nobody can go see the property in person. However, this week, because it's the first week finally available to see occupied houses, uh, we have five showings in a matter of uh, between yesterday and today. So as you can see, uh, a lot of things have changed and I suspect people will start being more comfortable and being more aware of the procedure that is allowed. Where as long as you have the right protocols, masks, gloves, uh, sanitizing the items touched, uh, things will uh, start to accelerate, which they are already doing so right now. I've seen it just from a level of buyer confidence, but I also have seen it from uh, just uh, just activity in general. So the other thing I wanted to do was take a look this time around, specifically a little bit deeper into the condos and townhomes in Santa Clara County versus uh, the Santa Clara single family. I wanted just, just to see if there was any uh, any changes related to interest of one over the other. So when I look at the Santa Clara County, all condos and townhomes in terms of new listings, you can see about the same figure as every other week, 64 versus 62 and 66 previously. The number that is going contingent pending is really similar. It's almost exact same amount, about 85%. And the sold, uh, these are ones that are ultimately uh, translating into closings. This is a little bit uh, not as applicable when it comes to the specific week because that varies significantly. And then the, the amount that's uh, canceled or expired has also uh, stayed about the same. So you can see the absorption relative to uh, number that is going pending versus new listings is about the same, 85%. It's a pretty high level. Price-wise, as you can see, uh, April was actually a pretty strong month uh, relative to the to, to the trend, which is interesting because I would have initially thought perhaps condos and townhomes because they're more dense that people may not be as interested. Uh, however, that uh, hypothesis as of right now is incorrect. People still want those units. Uh, it's a lower price point. And also, if you compare the inventory levels, there's only 64 a week that comes on versus single family, there's 180. So it's about 25%. So the inventory is very limited and they're also more of an entry level product. So that was, um, I was a little bit surprised to see that that hasn't been affected much at all. 
Now, from a single family perspective, we're just about the same levels, a little bit lower than last week, but better than the previous week. The volume is a little bit lower. Um, but as I mentioned, we still have today and tomorrow uh, for transactions to ultimately close. So the absorption rate of contingent and pending versus new listings is about at about 76%. Price-wise, there's a little bit more softness in this market if you look at the data. So as you can see, April was lower than March. Uh, however, the price points in this case in Santa Clara County the average is $1.6 million. So just to give you an idea about price ranges and expectations. Condos, townhomes, on average, it's about, looks like about 900000 So this is uh, the breakdown of condos, townhomes versus single family right now. Uh, and hopefully you can see kind of the impacts. Not much, honestly, when it comes to this, um, but there's some. Uh, levels of slightly soft uh, softness when it comes to this. However, it's also very important to understand the trends, though, for each particular city. So this time around, I went a little bit deeper to look at the different um, cities or some of the different cities in the Santa Clara County. So we can kind of see how it fares. In this case, I'm doing it between uh, single family, condos, and townhomes. So I'm lumping it all together. However, you can generally see the average price points per city. So first one is Milpitas. Uh, March was extremely hot. As you can see, it was getting close to about $1.12 million. So the prices have declined from then uh, to uh, for what it is right now in uh, looking back in, in April. So it's still about the average of a little over a million dollars. Santa Clara County is extremely strong. I mean, if you look at this chart, April was the hottest time of the entire year, average $1.4 million. And this is an average of single family condos and townhouses. So Santa Clara, very strong market, very hot market, even today. Look at Sunnyvale, still a very strong market. Uh, uh, March was one of the hottest times. April continues to be very strong. May, this is an early indicator, but uh, pretty pretty impressive. Now, let's look at a market like a Palo Alto market, which their average price point between single-family condos and townhomes uh, in April was about $2.8 million. And even April was better than March. This price range is really fluctuates. It's been relatively flat because it has a huge variations of products on the market. You have some products that you're, quote-unquote, your lower entry-level single family houses in Palo Alto that are about two and a half million dollars. And then obviously you have your very premium ones, ones over $10 million that can completely skew this. And then because the level of activity in Palo Alto is very low in the last 12 months, there's only 335 listings uh, that were completed, which is not a very many options for to choose from. That's about a little less than 30 a month. So as you can see, it skews more. So it's going to be really dependent on the property and the neighborhood. But at least on average, you can see it's relatively flat. It fluctuates and there's no you know, rhyme or reason to it. Let's look at Mountain View. So Mountain View is very interesting because it rose up quite a bit uh, over the years. April was still a pretty good number. It wasn't as hot as before. Uh, so it has dipped slightly. 
but it's still an average of $1.7 million for Mountain View. And then last but certainly not least, the, the example I wanted to bring up is San Jose. San Jose is a huge market. Uh, there's plenty of neighborhoods, but at least this gives you a high level of how things have changed. As you can see, over the months, it actually has continued to increase. April, year over year, or over the last 12 months, is considered one of the uh, most expensive times now. So there's new records that were broken in certain cities. So it's very interesting to see this data uh, in more of a granular level. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, if there's any questions, you're welcome to reach out to me anytime. You can contact me uh, in any of my social media. My details will always be below. If you found this video helpful, be sure to hit the like button and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Uh, all of this is recorded and updated every Friday. A couple other housekeeping items. So every Tuesday, I'll come out with a video about uh, questions I commonly get. So this upcoming video will be about closing costs to expect as people uh, are not familiar with how much they should budget for closing. So we'll go over that in great detail on Tuesday. Wednesday, I have a weekly interview session where I interview people all over the country that are some of the top real estate experts. This time around, we have the teams out of Sacramento and Reno. Love to hear and learn about their markets. So looking forward to that. Any questions, feel free to reach out anytime. Have a good Friday and have a nice weekend. Bye now.